What's up, Jays fans? Uh, Matt Arenas here from White and Blue Review. Sitting here. Now, I heard all the, like, praises that were just heaped on these last two podcast guests we've had for the for the Blue Jay Beat postgame. So, I, at, you know, in order to please everybody, I have Ravi Lula to my left and Jacob Badilla to my right. So, we're going to three-way this thing. Phrasing, I understand. Um, I'm an Archer <laughs> fan. It's okay. Um just to please everybody who's a super fan of both guys. I mean, Crane's got their big three, and we got ours. There you go. <laughs> Only one of us is, well, I guess two of us are big. Yeah. Yeah. Very, we, have, we vary in size. Um, <laughs> six one. I, I mean, I'm kind of tall. He's big in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are here to uh, briefly recap Crane's 91-76, not really that close win over Georgetown. That was a 30-point game, just yeah, in case people Yeah, are. once again, the, the, the plus-minus of the scout team is just... Continues, continues, continues to bottom out Creighton's efficiency, but um, it's like the plus minus of Seton Hall when Miles Powell takes a three. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but in the aftermath of that, uh, Seton Hall managed to not clinch the outright Big East regular season title on their home floor on Miles Powell's senior night. Um, Villanova does what Villanova does, and they went in there and beat them. Um, so that sets up a potential damaging situation for the CHI Health Center Omaha in terms of structure. <laughs> uh, hopefully the nuts and bolts of this 20-year-old building can hold up. But, the roof um, might not be safe. No, definitely not. So Saturday afternoon, Creighton versus Seton Hall um, for the one seed in, in MSG uh, and for the what would be possibly a three-way share of the Big East regular season title um, and arguably the biggest game in Creighton's history since they joined the Big East, maybe even going all the way throughout their history. So we'll touch on all that. But first of all, guys, thanks for hanging around um, and, and, you know, putting the egos aside. And cause I didn't want to let you know, but Jacob actually was the most popular podcast of the season. Um, so, you know, it's just that's the – but I wanted to make sure everybody had their due here. So what game did you guys have? have been great. We did uh, the last one, Butler. Yeah. Correct, yes. Yeah. Which one did I do? Did we did we did DePaul, we did St. John's, I think are the two you filled in, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean his game was better. To well, be the, fair. I mean DePaul was pretty I mean you had that's I know, a, but that was but, the same, it was the same thing. Beating Butler like that's more impressive than I feel like DePaul the last three home games have been a rehash of the same situation. They really have. Yeah, They've been so. pretty similar. Um but I appreciate you guys uh hanging around uh and getting ready to share your take. So I think I'm gonna tee it up just based on power rankings right now and let Jacob go first. <laughs> <laughs> With his takes, uh, first of all, on Creighton Georgetown. Uh, yeah, that was that. I mean, after having such a horrible shooting game uh, last time out to, to hit their fourth three, um, what, what was they went up fourteen to twelve after they hit their fourth three of the game, and they made four threes the entire game last time out. So they got that out of the way quickly and continued on to make what seventeen of them. Yeah, uh, I, season high. Yeah, that's that's a heck of a way to bounce back after one of your worst shooting performances. So I think that was it right there. Is you shoot like that, Georgetown, they, whether they had Yurt Seven and McClung or whatever, they weren't going to be able to keep up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they did, and Georgetown tried different things. They tried zone, tried matchup zone, they tried man, they tried press. Creighton kind of picked all of it apart, really. Oh yeah, the point guard play was phenomenal in this game. Obviously, uh, Marcus Zagrowski was player of the game um on the video board afterward 20 points eight assists one turnover but i was really impressed with sharif mitchell on the minutes he gave on and especially coming off that st john's game where he looked like a deer in headlights a mm-hmm. couple of turnovers 
um, didn't really want to handle the ball. Um, to come back out here, he was under control. He was finding all his teammates. He uh, he uh, he had six assists, career tying his career high. I think Rob Anderson said five of those were to three point shooters. So that's 17, and the other was for a layup. So that's 17 points off assists, and then he had a layup himself. So that's 19 points in what he play? 20 minutes. Yep. Yeah, 19 points in 20 minutes out of your backup point guard. That that happens. You're gonna have a good, pretty good chance to win, right. especially when the starter is playing as well as he did as well. So this was another big three game. But then you had a couple guys like him, like Kelvin Jones again with another big game. He uh, went off the last time I was here, had probably the best game that I've seen him play against Butler and followed up with another strong one here today, especially playing through foul trouble. Ended up picking up four fouls, but he, he was out there a long time with the two fouls in the first half and then with the three fouls in the second half because Christian Bishop also was in foul trouble. And Mac put Jones out there because if he gets the next one, oh well, he's not going to play 30 minutes. So he did a good job of playing without fouling and making an impact on the glass. He scored a couple of... Uh, nice buckets inside defensively he had a block or two uh, made some good plays there so you had the th- big three showing up big and then you had a couple guys coming off the bench making a, a big impact as well probably you want to pick the bones clean on that one he kind of did a pretty good job eating those chicken wings there, but yeah no, there's some meat left the only thing i'll say is uh if if your math is correct then creighton had 33 points on i believe 18 possessions with yes. their small ball lineup yeah that's with mahoney um, at the five and and it varied because Sharif had some point guard minutes with that group too. So it was yep because Ty or uh, not Tyshawn Marcus Zagrowski picked up an early third foul mm-hmm. in the second half. So there were some minutes with Sharif at point guard. There were some minutes with both of those guys in. They kind of varied it up a yeah. little bit. It was basically um, two stints: one in the first half, and one in the second half with that lineup. In yep, the game. and they were both. I mean, thirty-three points on eighteen possessions. That'll get it done. Um, <laughs> that's, that's pretty aggressively yeah. efficient. Yeah. Um, which that lineup has been throughout the year. Like it's it's basically, it's not even hyperbole to say that lineup is unguardable because its efficiency right now suggests that that is that an is accurate phrase. That is literally unguardable. Yeah. Yes, that's um, unguardable efficiency is how that's phrased. How yeah, that's because they're basically averaging a bucket every possession. Like mm-hmm. that's what the numbers are almost bearing out. Yep. Uh, so. I just I'm just taking a victory lap on the death lineup right now. That's all I'm doing. Um, Imagine it's if good Denzel you, had made a layup. If yeah, you right. could make a layup, <laughs> right? That's true. It's, it's funny because it's good that you get to see a death lineup in action because I know you're kind of in post depression uh, with the Warriors. It it's tough. You know, like, uh, although Curry starts playing again on Thursday you know, against the Raptors, yeah, to, to avoid 50 losses or something like that, I guess. Right? Well, no, I you know they're only going to probably play him like once a week, and so they can keep <laughs> the number one overall pick. <laughs> that's what you're playing for now. You're oh, playing, absolutely. Yeah. Without it, that's what you're playing. For, you're playing to rebuild this thing in, in devastating fashion. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm basically what I'm playing. As soon as he went down on October 3rd. 30th, I was just like, get the number one pick. Let's go. Let's do this. Give me James Weissman. Put him with my guy Curry, Clay, and Dre, and let's go. Okay. I don't know if James Weissman's even the best player. I, I yeah, don't, we'll, I don't you'll know. figure we'll that out figure later. Figure it out later. Yeah. But I don't think there but for is now, the best player. But for, but for now, this is the death lineup that you get to watch. And listen, and you get up close, in, up terms close of, in terms of efficiency, it's it's doing a pretty good like facsimile <laughs> of the original. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so, no, that was just a lot of fun to watch, and I just – I, I don't know if it's a thing that Mac is holding back a little bit to have another card to go to or if he just is scared of what happens on defense a little bit 
Well, they got absolutely the, murdered on the offensive glass, so that's, yeah, that's a concern. Like, I mean, they only hit, in the second half. Georgetown, I, I think Jacob, you told me they had nine points on, or seven points on nine offensive boards. I believe so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. And in the first offensive half, offensive rebounding I, almost does not matter. Creighton but had I mean, more second I mean, chance but, points but, than. But Georgetown did in the first half, which is how you got the 15-point yeah. lead at halftime. And in the second half, they just kind of cruised. No, their efficiency in terms of converting those second opportunities was pretty low, considering. But Creighton did get in a lot of foul trouble because of that situation. They got in a lot of foul trouble because the refs were, like, drinking before the game. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It was 8-1 to one at one point. It was. And you rarely ever see a home crowd So like after that. Ewing got the technical, it was 12-3 to three against Creighton until they started – Calling them down the stretch to even up the numbers. A hey, bit. look, when an NBA Hall of Famer has to flex, you, you NBA Hall of Famer has to flex, man. It's like he got the T pretty quick, and it was on a bogus call. Like he yeah. he deserved he to. Did. Oh, he definitely he deserved did. to mother f the ref. Yeah. Oh, for sure on it's that just, call. Yeah, for sure. And I told I was sitting next to Johnny and I was like, listen, as long as he didn't insult his mother or his wife, <laughs> I think he should have been allowed to just go ahead and say whatever. He did not deserve a plus nine on fouls the rest Afterwards, of the way. Afterwards, you're saying, okay, yeah. especially yeah. after that charge call on Tyshawn. Where he yeah, got yeah. hip checked out of the air. I'll give that you like a so plus bad. four, Patrick. That was a horrendous <laughs> I'll call. I'll give you like a that plus four. That was probably the worst call of the That was, yeah, yeah. That's I, I told Robbie as soon as it happened. All right, there's the worst call of the night. We've got that taken care of. Sure. Yeah, like I'll get you. You want the three points back on the three pointer the guy got fouled on? I'll give you a plus four for the for that and for the technical. I feel like that evens out more than right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But well, the plus then, nine is aggressive. Then yeah. I noticed too where they reset the clock entirely after the ball ended up loose and then in the backcourt and they went and got and it. And Creighton never really had possession. Yeah. yeah, Creighton never close to had possession. He got know. tipped a couple of times. That was really strange. I was and the the shot clock put uh, operator put up to twenty because that's what they should have done. But the official nope stop. Back to thirty. I, yeah, I mean, I really look, don't understand when you've got James, oh, James Brady. When, when you've got James I, yeah. Brady in the house okay. and making calls from forty feet away, like he's kind of in his bag and you have to let him do his thing. So. Well, like, there's like four officials whose names I know, and that's a and bad. Thing. That's one that's of a bad. Thing. So that yeah, tells you never you want to know an official. No. The other one, another one on the crew is Mike Eads. You don't want to know him. Listen, either. they had they had Villanova and Seton Hall tonight, so like I understand this was not the A crew. It would have been nice if they. <laughs> but had. it's pretty sad that the B crew looks like this. <laughs> I don't know if this was the B crew. Well, they, certainly, did, they certainly didn't send a good refs Providence, to Xavier Z- Providence well, or <laughs> Butler St. John's. But yeah. you don't even need refs for Xavier Providence. <laughs> that's true. Let's call your own fouls. That, that is. That's like no blood, no foul. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no. So, I mean, to sum up, the I refs, mean, James Breeding's going to call, like, NCAA tournament games, Big East tournament games. Like, he's pretty well. And that's well, a crime. <laughs> if, if, pretty well thought of official. If, it, if that's not a crime, he's going to allow crimes to occur on the court. Yeah, he did. With, with no repercussions, so. Um, no, I mean, it was uh, while, while, But while we're on the subject of comparing things to the Golden State Warriors, Mitch Ballack with a um, a Clay Thompson impression, 7 of 14, 6 of 13 from 3. So basically the beautiful driving layup he had was the one for one inside the arc. Yeah. Every, was, everything else, right. Everything else was from, was from distance, sometimes longer distances than are humanly possible, but... You I know, love what zero I love. turnovers in 31 minutes, 20 points on 14 uh, shots. Oh, we have a, we have an issue with the zero turnovers. He should have had one turnover. When, he, uh, that was a very he bad threw pass a to, lob Christian. to Christian Bishop. That Christian got a hand on, but it was an awful. Oh, pass. You're, you know what? I, did, I actually marked that down. I was that like, yeah, should have gone against because that went to that went to Bishop, and I was like, that I went to check. That's messed just up. To make, yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was. Listen, it was one turnover in 31 yeah. minutes. Sorry. What I love, Still a three to one assist turnover. What I love about Mitch is the fact that he will turn down three good looks. To take a mediocre look and then just bury it. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I could be wide open, but nah, I don't like that one. If he like, it's like there's some guys. If he's toeing the line, he'll be like, nah. And then he'll wait to catch at the logo. He's like, yep. He's like catching the, the logo. Run. Wait for turning. Some, yeah, he's like coming off the screen, catching at the beak, <laughs> and he's waiting for a guy to fly out at him. Right. Because you got to make sure you get the arc. How about that one where he leaned like five feet over the line to shoot the ball? Yeah, it was like a runner, right wing. It was like a runner from three. His head was like at the elbow by the time he let go of that ball. That's how far he was leaning forward to shoot it, and he almost made it. Yeah, that's I think one of my favorite things about Mitch is I'm always. But I, I said this to Jacob during the game was I would rather have a Mitch Ballack that's like ten percent more aggressive than I than is optimal. Versus what we see sometimes where he's like 40% less aggressive than Mm -hmm. his optimal, right? And I think tonight we probably were in that like 10% above range, and I'll take that all the time, like 100% of the time. There was a couple shots where I was like, that's probably a little ill-advised, but he was still 6-13 for three, so I'll super-duper take that. I just don't even know if I've ever seen him shoot and go, oh, that's a bad... I just don't... The runner, I was like, that's not a great look. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I don't even... I just... Goofy. (laughs) The dude puts, I wasn't mad about it. He puts so much time in the gym on just, like, making ridiculous shots that I'm like, every time he puts one up, I feel like it's just... Listen, I'm not well, saying... It's supposed to happen. Listen, I'm not saying... When he turns down shots, I'm like, why? It's a yeah, bad that's, shot. Well, that's the thing. When you turn down a shot and then you end up getting a worse shot, that's like... It's still a better shot than a lot of other guys will get, but yeah. you had a better look before. Just take the normal one. Yeah. And he no, does like that said, pretty yeah. frequently. No, he wants... He wants... He wants... He wants the highlight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> This one isn't going to end up on the... I, I want to get two guys on this post here. Let's try to <laughs> yeah. get a drop ball on this before I let it go. <laughs> I didn't really pump fake the crap out of that guy this time. Let me try again. <laughs> let me re- let's screen, re-screen, and let's see what happens here. It's good. To, nice to see the, the First layup of all, game. Here's, the, here's another part of this like that I don't understand yet, and I need to go... I just need to like kind of watch Mitch film and figure it out. What? Why are teams constantly going under the ball screens? Because they dumb. <laughs> like, he'll pull from... Anywhere. Anywhere inside the half-court line. Like, why are you... I mean, they constantly anywhere. are going under on the re-screen, on the screen re-screen stuff and the hit and chase. They go under everything with him. Like, why are they worried about him getting a step? He doesn't want a step. He wants a, <laughs> he wants a three he ball. He wants another step towards half-court yeah, so he, he wants, can launch He wants third. to go horizontal. Yeah. Not, like, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't understand. Can you guys figure out what that, from an effective defensive standpoint, like, why, why are people going under... No, it's, a, it's a super ineffective defensive yeah, strategy. Like, you're giving him Maybe they saw the one game he went one for ten, and you're like, we think that'll keep up. <laughs> we Listen, have three years of evidence that it won't, <laughs> but maybe he's on a cold streak. Let's take he's our chances. Hit ton, he's hit a ton of ridiculous ones this year. Law of averages says he's going to miss the next 30, so let's well, just well, and he's, play soft yeah. coverage on him. Well, and he's even struggling, been struggling lately, so you knew one of this big, these big games was coming. They saw him hit the backboard against St. John's, yeah. and you go, you know what, probably, probably just a short closeout, keep him away from the rim type of guy. Yeah, I think that's about yeah, right. That the, seems that seems right. They paid for that today. Every, <laughs> I feel like every three he hit was a big three. Oh, they, there were some um, huge ones for sure. And I think he had two or three of those uh, of Sharif's assists were uh, to Mitch there, and there were a couple of them where maybe they're starting to make a slight run, and then bang, there's a three again, come yeah. things back down, and you push it back over 20. Uh, a couple things, like <clears throat> tonight was a tough night for the Creighton can't score against his own crowd. Also... <laughs> I'm pretty sure no one should ever press Creighton with with Zegarowski, Tyshawn, and Mitch on the floor. It's a pretty bad least. idea. Well, I mean, they, they, they they've been even... liable if they they've been caught off guard, and there've been some stretches where they haven't done well against it. But if you got it, if it's not working right away, back the heck out of it because yeah. you're giving up three points. Don't, the other don't way. go back to yeah, it. Well, no, no, like it's something where you if you even if you are getting some some like pressure off of getting some turnovers off of it. 
as soon as they figure it out, get out. Yes, like get exactly. out of it. Because as soon as they figure it out, like you're about to give up a 12-0 run. Yeah. And if you don't get out of it, that 12-0 run is going to turn into what was like a 21-5 run. Was that yes. we saw? At one point. That so was, it's like that was in the half. Yeah. Maybe we just or, relax on the pressure, like once they break yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But a bounce back game for Marcus Zagorowski too. He struggled at St. John's, but you know barely misses today. Eight for ten from the floor. Eight assists. One turnover. Twenty points. Uh, four or six from three. Like. It's it's kind of impressive at this point that you know in, in just his second year at this level that he's able to bounce back the way he does. It's not just like he'll have a bad game and he won't just bounce back with kind of an average one. He'll bounce back with a pretty spectacular one. And I think well, yeah, we was, saw that against with San Diego State and Texas Tech, right? Yeah, no, it's games. been most yeah all year. It's been a, yeah that was the like most prominent one at least in the, off the top of my head where you know he gets crushed at Texas Tech and or at San Diego State and then goes off for thirty two against. Texas mm-hmm. Tech, which I, I think anybody is like, hey, yeah, that guy knows how to coach defense pretty good. <laughs> that Chris Beard fellow, not yeah, awful. Right. No, not awful, but he still got cooked. Yeah, he yeah. did. But, I mean, even after the Providence game, he had, what, five or six games that are, you know, unbelievable efficient, efficiency, one national player of the week um, to cap it off before St. John's, um, you know, kind of shut him down a little bit. But, um, yeah, today he was super efficient running the show and, and getting Creighton, I mean, he did that. I love when he goes into the into the lane and basically runs around in a circle. And <laughs> it's the Steve Nash yeah. thing. Yeah. It's midget. Yeah. It is. It's the little. You're Nash. basically just you got the def- That's that's like when a point guard is just like at the peak of his ability to keep a defense on a string. Well, and that's you know what I mean, like you're at my will right yeah. now. Like you're chasing me. Well, and he's the thing about him. He's so good at manipulating uh, space and changing pace mm-hmm. and changing speed. And that's so he'll. He won't just dribble around in a circle. He'll change pace like three different times on his way through, and then he'll shoot through. Like you, he will keep you on your toes, on, on the back of your heels. I, I mean, and you have you have no idea where the heck he's going because he's able to move so smoothly in and out of his breaks and get to his spots. And then he has the vision. Like if you do bring the extra guy, he's hitting the open open man there. So he, it's really impressive when he's when he's feeling it and he's getting past guys and he's just completely under control off the bounce. He he just can pick apart any kind of defense. Um. Yeah. So anything? I guess anything left on Creighton Georgetown before we jump into the big game here, and then obviously good. We should probably get into questions before we preview. I mean, one, one thing come, I will just say, like the last time that Georgetown beat them, obviously they had um, year seven, year seven and, McClung. and McClung. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What happened was Georgetown went outlier crazy on mid-range and floaters and runners and all that stuff right out the gate they're like first two or three shots were all runners i don't think they made a single runner tonight i think they missed all of them mm-hmm. um and then they missed a layup right away like all this shots that they normally don't hit they hit against creighton last time and today they couldn't make anything mosley hit one runner when they went yeah. one three one zone but it was like a weird he shot that thing above the shot clock runner. So I, <laughs> but, I feel like it was their worst runner of the night, but it went in. Yeah, they're they're three they're three guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Allen, Blair, and Pickett were fifteen of forty nine from the field. Mm. Is that good? That's not good. Oh, okay. No. And then throw throwing the turnovers too. Forty one points. I like Kudus Wahab though. I think he's gonna be a really good player. Like I feel like when I watch, you know, Ramaro Gill right now. As a senior, and then this kid as a freshman, I feel like this dude's way ahead of the de- that guy in terms of development. He's probably going to be a problem. Well, he did a lot he's probably going to be against, a problem pretty he soon. Probably did, he did a lot better against the death lineup than Romaro. Romaro Gill couldn't play against yeah, the no, death no, no. lineup. 
I mean, Wahab got stuck in quicksand against the death lineup, too. He did. Like, and Mahoney, his, Mahoney cooked him pretty good. And they good. were in a zone for a while. They were in a 2-3 for a while, too, so he was kind of able to just camp out. But, yeah. I mean, Gill literally couldn't play right. against the zone. Mm-hmm. And, and so I thought, at the very least, Wahab was doing enough offensively to justify keeping him out there, and that's not something you could say about Gill. Yeah. But, I mean, 7-9 from the floor, no turnovers, grabbed 12 boards. Yeah, 14 I mean, and 12. Considering I Creighton, you know, is really good at packing and digging and, yeah. you know, causing havoc for big guys like that. For, no him, to have, for him to have that performance as a freshman, I think, And no turnovers especially because usually you get at least one where they lob it in over the front. They front, you know, Creighton fronts the post. And off, you bring off. it down and they grab yeah, it. Yeah, and he, you know, they grab it and they lob it over. Um, the big man grabs it, and then that help side, that backside help, comes in and digs it out of there. Mm-hmm. That usually happens at least once or twice against everybody. And Creighton tried it. They just weren't able to get it away from Wahab. So that was pretty impressive, I thought. Uh, Kelvin Jones' performance, Jacob, I think, mentioned it a little bit. But, I mean, Christian Bishop has been on a roll of late, but this was obviously uh, a matchup that got the better of him tonight. But I think Kelvin Jones was pretty much yeah. up to the task in terms of just matching the big, um, big body, physicality, the length of Georgetown inside and – you know, I thought he was pretty tough. I thought Georgetown was even tempted to double him. I thought, you know, after he got a couple um, stickbacks, I think, you know, they, they posted him up again, and Mosley was digging off of yeah. Valak, which <laughs> kind of speaks to the it game, wasn't a how full, much trouble Jones was giving them. It inside. wasn't a full double, but they were digging yeah. pretty hard. Yeah, but to leave Valak any space so, and dig at the big is well, pretty... Well, they're the same idiots that were going under the screen, <laughs> so... I can't really mention. I can't really like speak to that. Well, and, and they also there is a play. But where, don't let this guy yeah. get a two off. Like. Balak ended up hitting a three where DJ was posting up and being fronted, and Balak's man is the one that came off yeah. to prevent it, the, swear the, God, the lob just, pass. And that's a bad move. Like, he ran right to the top of the key swing. Barrier. Those percentages are not. They saw. Work they out. saw that backboard shot. Like, he hit the side <laughs> of the backboard with his left hand from the right side of the court. <laughs> and they're like, we probably shouldn't. We probably don't have to guard this you guy. Just, do dork, just dork this guy. Non-shooter. 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 <laughs> Non-shooter. Short closeout. Short closeout. Oh, man. He hit one. What a day. Is anything going to go right for us? Um, no, yeah. That's pretty funny. Uh, so, yeah, that's it on Creighton Georgetown, I think. Um, let's jump into questions now and whatever we leave un, untouched we'll get to uh, in terms of previewing Creighton Seton Hall for – for the, all the marbles, I guess. Um, now, bear with me here while I look through these because a Seton Hall fight broke out into the, in my mentions. <laughs> let me, let me just, they're a little butthurt about today, and they're le- unleashing it on the Omaha faithful. So Let me, uh, let me while you're looking, I'll fill a little bit for you. Um, some of the answers that we cannot provide, we don't know why the game was blacked out on Fox Sports net. Yeah, that's, us, pretty, that's super messed up. None if, of I go, us, if I go home and try to rewatch this thing and I get, like, auto racing and, you know, Little F one, little Ford Rangers. I'm pretty mad. Yeah, none of us work for Fox Sports, so we are no. not aware of their programming schedule or priorities. Um, so, just as an FYI, that's not because it was on some kind answer. of regional network tonight. Wasn't it was it? on Midwest. Yeah, I think it's yeah. supposed to be on. Yeah, FSN. Uh, okay. So, hey, shout out to Natasha Lula for deciding not to come tonight and giving me the opportunity <laughs> to be here because apparently I was not going to be able to watch it at home on TV. So, oh, nice. yeah, that would have been a bummer. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, are you going to come on Saturday? I am. Oh, we've already laid that out. Like, yeah, yes. Natasha's, not, Natasha's working. The wife on is Saturday. not going on Saturday. Yeah, she's yeah. working on Saturday. But she's like, I'm, you know, this is going to be a big game. I think I'm going to call in. I yeah. mean, she doesn't lo- – she likes spending like, time with me. She's not, like, <laughs> particularly a big fan of, of basketball. basketball or sports yeah. in general. And you married her anyway. That's That must be a pretty I special relationship. <laughs> oh, because like, you can kind of do your thing yeah, sometimes. Yeah, like, well, and it's just like – I don't know. It's one of those – Have an escape. Situa- not even an escape. It's just – 
I, she's probably not going to listen. Keeps your life more well rounded. No, it's, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's not that. It's just like I I talk about sports a lot yeah. with a lot of people. You do, and sometimes I just want to like remove myself from that a little bit and not have to have a take. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And with my well, with my ex-wife, she was like obsessed with sports and like really bad teams like Wisconsin, and. <laughs> um, and so, like, like, You're like, why would you watch this? Cause I would, they're, cause I like yeah, them. I was like, I don't want to watch Big Ten basketball. It's not fun to watch. <laughs> Big Ten basketball sucks. Why I don't they, care if they're good. Why it's are, not fun to watch. Why is there eight seconds off the shot clock and he's not even across half court yet? What's hey, going on? Hey, let, let's not talk about Big Ten basketball, please. <laughs> yeah, please. we're gonna give Jacob PTSD over here. Oh, boy. But no, and so it's just sometimes it's nice to just not have to have a take. Like you yeah. just okay. go home, you watch your like Netflix, whatever you're watching or whatever, and it's I enjoy the break. I get enough sports in my life. I don't need to have it all the time. All right, I've stopped listening to you. Let's go to the questions. Um, I was just trying to help you no, I got, get time yeah. to find questions, man. I found them, and I found okay. them before you started going off. Well, yeah. And then you started going off. I was like, I get it. That's what I do, Matt. That's no, I know. <laughs> I'm, an well, inning, po- I'm an innings eater. <laughs> <laughs> I come in, and I bridge that gap, like, the whole time. If you, I'm the guy you pitch on, like, like blowout listen, day when I the bullpen's I may text. not be a number one starter, no. right? Yeah. You know, maybe someday I'm hoping to develop some extra, like an extra pitch or something. Maybe get in that number two. Well, spot. I mean, I think there's, Heck, I think there's value in just being like, able to take one for the team. There's now. like, I'm in, I'm like that number three starter. You've used, your, you went like 14 innings the night before. You got nobody left in the bullpen. It's like, listen, bud, we need eight innings out of you, regardless of what happens. Yeah. Well, today they only we needed one batter out of you. They had the 30 minute pregame show. That's all you. Had That's right. Yeah, you know what? I <laughs> love the two and a half segments, and you're out. <laughs> I love the 30 minute pregame. That's basically. Play ten minutes of talking and twenty minutes of commercials. And yeah, bang. And, and it's the same paycheck, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. That's a super efficient afternoon. <laughs> That's right. It was not a Miles Powell effort for no. me today. <laughs> Second one. And, okay, and, and, and about to be a lot more. We're about to. We're about to we're, Robbie's about to tee up the Miles Powell take. So in advance, if you're wondering who to blame for Miles Powell's fifty spot on Saturday, this guy. Um, uh, shots, JB, is it going to be like how many shots are you going to have Kobe to take? Had, to get, Kobe had what sixty on fifty. At 50 I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to bring up yeah, Kobe. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. I've seen it. We've seen. There's precedent for it. I called that one too for the record. Oh yeah, for sure. At like I was at halftime of that game. I was like, he's going to have fifty on sixty yeah. shots or sixty on fifty shots. Jacob was the only one that night uh, for Kobe's last game, tweeting about how inefficient he was. Everybody else was like, Mamba mentality. I don't think I was watching that game actually. Probably I was watching not. the Warriors win seventy three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because that was, like, near and dear to my heart, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, no, I, I was not watching the Warriors in 73. Listen, and I'm actually, not to get off on that, we can do this on Robbie's podcast later, but, like, I loved the post-takes of, like, the Warriors are the greatest thing ever all time because they beat the Bulls record, and the Bucks are about to do it again. Yet all I heard about the Bulls winning 72 was, like, oh, it was a watered-down league. It was easy money for them to win 72. It's like, yeah, why? why I mean, it? the Bucks aren't going to win 72. They're gonna. They might win seventy. They'll probably win seventy. They're not winning seventy-two. Okay, but I'm just saying, if it's so, if it's so hard to do, why is it happening so soon again? I don't. Yeah, that's enough of that. JB Davis. JB Davis wants to know. I don't think anybody with a brain. No, we'll talk about it later no, I don't on, think your brain on your podcast. On your podcast, we'll talk about that it. The '96 Bulls are overrated. If there are. Oh, six, really? I said anyone with a brain. Well, there's some people with like six figure pay, seven figure paychecks on FS1 and ESPN who say all well, the time. Well, I mean, you started F- with FS1. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, those are the two dominant networks in sports, and those are high paid, high paid people. So I'm just saying. Listen, the salary, and, they, and they and they they sow the narrative throughout. The salary sports and the intelligence are not directly proportional. You don't think so? Not even okay. a little bit. Success is not d- determined by intelligence level. No. Okay. I think um, there's a lot of innings eaters on those TV shows, which gives me a lot of hope. A lot of hope. <laughs> Big money days ahead. I was gonna say, let's go. 
Um, sorry. Uh, on to your guys' questions. Uh, JB Davis wants to know, uh, Mitchell got more minutes than usual tonight. Do you guys see him playing an increased role in the Big East and NCAA tournaments? That's a pretty good question. I think, I don't know, though, because he's kind of been a little bit helter-skelter with the home road splits and not even home road splits, but just like home road mentality. Like, I don't know. No, I don't, I don't know if Big East tournament and Silver tournament might be a little bit too much well, for him to handle. And, and, and I, in fairness, he's a freshman. Like, Kyrie got overwhelmed by that stage, too. Yeah. So like it's, Also, not just that, but, I mean, when it comes down to it in games that are, like, nutted or cut at time, like, Zagorowski's playing 38 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not a, it's not even necessarily a referendum on Sharif Mitchell because yeah. he played his best basketball tonight. I thought that he's yeah. played all year, mm-hmm. but when it really matters, Zagorowski is playing thirty eight minutes. So that's, I mean, that kind of just eliminates that scenario. Yeah, yeah and def- and I, I don't expect an expander. I think his playing time will depend on foul trouble and how he's looking that day. Like he got to stay out here today partly because of foul trouble, but also because he was in control against St. John's. They couldn't play him. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I'm as big a fan. Of, they uh, do want to, they do want to give him time. They do yeah. want to, they do want to let him let, like get him out there to spell Mitch, to spell Tyshawn, to spell Marcus. But if they from put him the, out there the 40, he's struggling, minutes, yeah. he doesn't usually get another shot. Exactly. Agreed. Hey, if, if Crane gets up big and is in control in the first couple rounds of the Big East tournament, yeah, he'll get some minutes. Because so, you're going to need the guys to have their legs yeah, for, the, for sure. the rounds. But. Was there anything you guys saw tonight in the way he performed that you feel like can translate in terms of just the the pace he played with that you feel like translates to maybe a road or a not necessarily a place like where you're feeding off the home mojo and, and things like that? Like some of the plays he made tonight, do you feel like any of those translate or you think he was just like in kind of in the within the flow of the game with I, the crowd. I, I think he definitely was in the within the flow and it also helps that uh Georgetown wasn't playing the kind of pressure style that St. John's was because I think that did get to him a little bit today he had the space to kind of go to work and made really good decisions he wasn't sped up he got to the spots he needed to and made the right play almost every single time and then defensively he had three or four just outstanding possessions mm-hmm. uh, in, in that game where he, one that led directly yeah. to a bucket yep uh, and then another one where it wasn't I – I don't even think it ended up leading to directly to a stop, but it would have been a bucket if he hadn't reacted and recovered the way he did yeah. and he made him kick it back out or whatever. Like, he, There are just a few possessions every time where he plays like seven minutes where you, real, where you see like, wow, this, this kid has the potential to be a really special defender because of the way he moves his feet, the timing of everything, where he gets his body. He's got good hands too for some steals and stuff. So they gave him, even gave him a block in this game. A couple of steals and a block <laughs> he got credit for. So um, I, I think that's kind of that that defensive effort that will translate no matter where he goes. I think he'll bring that every single game. And outside of that, I think it's just going to depend on partially what he's seeing, the kind of look he's getting, and then um, I. I I guess, like I said, he was just under control today. He didn't get mm-hmm. sped up, and th- I think that's the key. Yeah, I think one thing I saw that might – it has the potential to translate, not maybe necessarily in the near future, but certainly down the road, was his ability to kind of, like, see a play develop yes. and make kind of an anticip- anticipatory – is that yeah. a word? Anticipatory pass instead of, like, a it's there already, yeah. throw there, it. I think only one, maybe there were, two of the plays today were just – like, he had the one to Marcus uh, against – right. Um, like right at the end where it's just a simple pass to him on the wing, he hit the three. Uh-huh. The rest of them were all drive and find the right guy yep. and anticipate, like you said. Like he had some really nice passes. He had a couple where he um, kind of dribbled up to create the passing lane, uh, making sure not to telegraph where he was going and found guys wide open under the basket. Um, so he this I 
like you said, the anticipation, I think, that's something that hasn't always been a greatest strength of his. Like, he's always been more of a combo guard than a pure floor general point guard. Yep. And today, he made really good decisions. He only shot the ball one time. Really nice layup. But every time he was getting in the paint, he was looking to make a play for somebody else. Gotcha. Um, John Jelinek wants to know, predict the final score of Nova Seton Hall. I'm going to go with 79-77 Nova. What do you got? I actually was going to say the exact same thing, 79-77 Nova. I like that. That sounds good. Let's go with that. Three for three on 79-77 Nova. We'll check it out later. Um, See how close we got. Um, Hilltop alum wants to know keys to the Seton Hall matchup. Small ball, baby. That small ball lineup, what, uh, 32 possessions, 48 points last time? Scorched (laughs) Seton Hall. Scorched them. Like, set them that's on one, fire. That's, I think that's 1.5 points per possession. Douse them with and gasoline. 32, and 32 possessions is a pretty significant It was almost size. half the game. Yeah. It, we, we did the math on it. it was 66 possessions, right? It was 66. Uh, it was a 66 possession. It was, it was so under it was 76, 70. I thought. Oh, was it 76? It was 76. Okay. So it was 44 and 32. Yep. So it was about 40%, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was 18 minutes with the small ball lineup versus 22 with the uh, with the traditional traditional, I mean, it's not Christians, the traditional center. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, the big, and, the bigger small five. Yeah, the <laughs> the the like just coma lineup, not the death lineup, uh, with Christian Bishop in there. But no, I, honestly, I think that's a huge factor because they really have no answer. I mean, it's the same stuff I said before the first Seton Hall game. They have no answer to Romaro Gill in terms of size. They have no answer to Mama Kudoshvili in terms of size, and Mamu really fouled out in like four minutes yeah. against Creighton because he's too good for them offensively to take off the floor, but he was getting scorched defensively. Couldn't mm-hmm. stay in front of anybody without fouling. And Ramara Gill, they didn't even play hardly in that game, especially against a small lineup. So Creighton can't go size for size with them, and so I hope it doesn't take foul trouble for Mac to go like, all right, let's go all in like 20, 25 minutes with this small ball lineup. Because to me, that is one hundred percent the key to this game. Well, I think I mean, but there is there is some Christian can create problems for sure as a as yes. a, with a matchup problem as yeah. at that five at the position for too. sure. He just especially can't shoot like, he's playing recently. He just can't pop out and hit one like Denzel can for sure. Especially if you if you are if he's going against a guy um, like Mamu really where if you're getting him in a pick and roll and Mamu isn't really agile enough to get back on those lobs they like they like to throw. That's a situation where he's small enough to still create a lot of problems, yeah. just in a different way than Denzel does. I think I, I don't think you're going to see a lot of Kelvin Jones against Seton Hall. I think this is like a this is like this is really. Not, I don't. I mean, what does he bring? Like, I, I know he's been playing good basketball the last couple of games, but what does he bring to the table against a Romaro Gill or well, a Mamu that it, really changes the game? For well, him? because it matches up. It sort of matches up, but the, the size matches up. The skill does not. I, I think really? it, I think it'll depend on the flow of the game. I think uh-huh. they'll probably go into it like we're going to play more towards our normal rotation, and then if we need to go to that, if things aren't going well, we'll go to that if we need it. It's more break in case uh, of emergency versus, mm-hmm. hey, we're starting with this. We're playing 30 minutes of this. We're going to make them react. I think they're going to try to do what they do with their normal stuff. I think they will see, with Christian for sure. I agree. I, I, I actually just, agree with that. I think I think Mac's going to keep that card in the back pocket for as long as possible. Because I could easily. I think that's what they did against Seton Hall the first time. They went Christian. They went Kelvin. And they the were only, like, and then in the second half they were like, all right, no, let's just the throw only, the small five out. The only out. reason they did it was because of foul trouble. Right. For that long was because of foul trouble. I don't even think, like, I don't think it was a broke the glass in case of emergency situation. It was just like a, uh. 
were in foul trouble, kind of like it was because, today. Because Kelvin, an emergency? because Kelvin and Christian I mean, rebounded. No, I meant like downtown, or you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. But Kelvin and Christian yeah. rebounded out of that position better than Denzel does. That's also the other part of it. Yeah, I understand that, but I also have seen on a thousand occasions this year where Creighton gives up fifteen to twenty offensive rebounds, and it doesn't matter. It's true. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> offensive this rebounds. Another, have, I, I wonder if their record actually with giving up fifteen offensive boards or more is like. It's like, like 82. 82. Or <laughs> like it legitimately is. And so I just, I don't, off, giving up offensive rebounds has not been a correlation to losses for Creighton. Yeah. I'm not saying you should try Same and Same way with Golden up. State, I guess. That's like, what this I'm is saying. how you beat them. It's like, nah. It's not really because Timothy <laughs> yeah. Mozgov and Tristan Thompson got 20 boards a game and they lost in five. Like, but, I, you yeah, know? I and especially when they're not tip ins and tip slams and putbacks right at the basket. Those are the ones that hurt. Yeah. Sure. When you make them go out and run Reset another the possession, possession, there's a lot of, again, even today they weren't super efficient for a lot of that game on their Just second chance. Kick it out to Miles Powell again. He's a twenty four percent three point shooter in Big East play. You take your chances with that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think we'll, I think we'll see good stretches of that. But I think we'll also see Kelvin to start with, and then if if that's not rolling, like if he comes out, gets two fouls right away, or if he tries to shoot and Romaro Gill swats him every single time and that kind of stuff, then I think they'll easily slide in and have no issues going with Denzel at the five and just rolling with that. But I think they're going to try to do what they normally do in this game to start with, and then they'll and then Mac will react to how the game is going and what the flow is like. So that's from the Creighton perspective. The Seton Hall one is when they sit down to watch the game film of the first meeting, they're going to see Mitch Ballack with a zero and Damian Jefferson, Denzel Mahoney, Marcus Zagorowski, Tyshawn Alexander with 18 apiece, each one of them. I hope so does that Seton, they does overreact. Does Seton and Hall put, defend differently in terms of like not Go ahead and face not guard tagging Damian. <laughs> face guard. <laughs> face guard DJ. That's a, Jacob, let, take over. And that's let Ballack run free. <laughs> I think Kevin, if you're go under all the screens, Kevin, if you're listening, go under on Balak. He was an offer, a non-factor in New Jersey. Okay, he's a the he was a, a non-factor, and you got torched. Like you got to guard the people. You got to guard him, the people that torched you. Free. This is a practicality issue, Willard. You saw what happened against St. John's. He was one for ten. Let him shoot. But okay, seriously though, does Creighton does, does Seton Hall like look at that and go? Well, that didn't get us a successful outcome. Do we do we guard Creighton differently? Do we not do we not focus so much on Balak and maybe I don't know? It, should they double Marcus Zagorowski more? Maybe get the ball out of his hands because so, I think I, they probably thought Quincy McKnight could handle that on his own. He did not handle that. On his own. <laughs> that, that was gonna that was gonna be my next point because we hadn't because really, Quincy's normally locked down, but yeah. that was not what happened. We hadn't really touched on that point. And I was gonna say that might be as big of a key as anything. Yeah, we got You want to try to keep Gill off the uh, off the court and all that stuff and make them react to you. But um, that that point guard battle because. Then McKnight, he's had some good offensive. He played oh, yeah, pretty yeah. well offensively in that game while Tyshawn shut down Powell. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't let a guy like him go off again. Sure. Because Powell's probably, like, I, I, I don't think he's going to go for 40. I don't think that he'll probably be quite as bad as he was the last time. It's hard to be. Especially coming off this you game. You can probably blindfold him. He hit four. 14 points 16. on 18 the shots. The numbers would not indicate that. <laughs> yeah. 14 points on 18 <laughs> shots against Villanova. I don't this think it'll be quite that historically bad. bad. You can serve that one up right now if you want to. So what you can't have is him play a little bit better mm-hmm. and then McKnight also get what he um, ended, get, got in that. But you also... You have to give up something, though. Yeah, like, no, for sure. To Kale or to uh, Reynolds... Because Mamu and Powell are definitely the top two at the Skyrim Report, oh, yeah. and you, you almost had to live with McKnight hurting you. For sure. Um, it just 
you need Marcus to win that battle. Yeah, yeah. Definitively, okay. I think. It, so you, you think from Seton Hall's perspective that maybe they guard Zagorowski differently and not? I, I they might. I think that it'll be more. I think they'll probably come out and maybe slightly more tantrums and ball screens or whatever. But I think they'll give McKnight another chance to see how it goes early on. And oh, then, really? Like so you mentioned with, with that, Kelvin, they're just gonna throw gasoline on the fire that's already been. I lit, mean, because huh? that's that's been your guy <laughs> all year. Right? Yeah, it that's, is. No, it's true. So he, if Tyshawn's the best defensive player in the conference, uh, McKnight's got a, a claim for second, right? Yeah. Uh, on the perimeter. I mean, so, I felt like that one-two matchup was going to be a pretty was going to loom pretty large yeah. in the first matchup, and Creighton owned it. So, yeah. so that's I mean, you can't have where uh, I think where Marcus gets sixteen and he gets sixteen. I, it'll be interesting between the the, the two backcourts of those of Tyshawn versus yeah. um, Powell. Well, the other, the, the other thing, players. the other thing that we have maybe for Creighton's advantage is Sharif at home, where he's clearly <laughs> played better than he does on the road. Yeah, that's especially true. coming off of a game like this. He's going to be as confident as he's ever been. So, and that yeah, that just gives you more options of guys. Uh, you get Kelvin if you need him. Like guys are just more comfortable here, and because Kelvin's had some huge games yep. here. Um, so, Sharif, Kelvin, any of those guys. Like you're obviously Tyshawn's played a lot better at home than he has on the road. He's gone over that a little bit recently, for the most part. Seems like he's been playing better, but he still shoots a lot better in this building than anywhere else. So if he if if you got if you got Tyshawn and Marcus both definitively win that battle, I don't know that it'll matter what Mamu does inside because mm-hmm. I think at that point uh, the master's not going to work out for them. Gotcha. Ma- Ma- Mamu, I, uh, I think, is probably going to be their toughest. If I don't think he's Tough, going to yes. foul out in 15 minutes or whatever it is again this time. Maybe they can put him in the same situations, but I think he'll be a much bigger factor of this game. So then you need the other guys to kind of make up that slack of where he's giving them more production than they got last time. Gotcha. Um, Sam Norland wants to know, do you, do you guys think Creighton is going to continue the brief trend and hit more than four times as many threes on Saturday as they did today? Four at St. John's, 17 today, 68 plus on Saturday, question mark? I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, I believe that's correct. 68. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Can we lock that in right now? It's just I'm locking in for a nice 69. 69 made threes. There you go. Okay. Yep. All right, that's kind of that. <laughs> <laughs> do you imagine what the college basketball world would do? <laughs> Cancel the NCAA tournament. Crown them. Coronavirus? No. Crayton. Crown them. Crown them. No free throws, no two-pointers with literally every single shot. <laughs> every shot's a three. three. Yeah. That's why I love Balak's line tonight. Six of 13 from three, seven of 14 overall. Yeah. Like that's, that's that's a, that should be what he does every day. That's a man after my own heart right Yeah, there. exactly. Well, even the layup was a little right-handed one, dance too. With, nice. Dance Drunk. with the music you brought to the party, man. Come on now. The girl. I think it's the girl who brought to the party. No, the music, then you dance with all the girls that everybody else brought to the party. I don't think that's how that <laughs> phrase goes. Really? <laughs> yeah. Listen, that's how I lived my life. So. <laughs> I can never get a girl to come to the party, so I had to... Uh, you had to cherry I had to work with the weapons. Work the room, baby. Yeah, work the room. room. <laughs> um, Jaybird wants to know, uh, Kelvin, great center or the greatest center? Uh, greatest center. Robbie probably shouldn't have a take. <laughs> He's not. Now. He's not a fan of the bigs. <laughs> I think. Well, I, mean, I think Denzel's he, the his, greatest his, center. His, he, he's Robbie has the same. Uh, the same. He classifies big men as the same way he likes his women. He doesn't like the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> the bigger they are, the less likely he is to be attracted to the situation. Um, All right. Do we want to move on? We were, we were. We were. We were talking about. What we did. We John and I were like in the middle of the game. We did wonder, um, like, who would you take? Uh, Kelvin Jones or Prime Patrick Ewing, one on one. I mean, Patrick still looked pretty spry out there <laughs> when he so. was when he was chasing yeah. down the refs. 
Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was. He's I, definitely got more of an edge to him. I think he's cursed more in oh, today yeah. than Kelvin has in oh, the season. Oh, for sure. So. I mean, listen, Patrick's not moving that good anymore. Okay. As we saw in, in the press conference. You but know, if it's a low post, like, banger type of game, does he need to? I mean, you still have to get from one end of the floor to the other. What? In one-on-one? Uh, one? <laughs> one you got to get to the three-point line. sick one-on-one. sick-ass one-on-one. Full-court one-on-one. Let's go. I Strap mean, up. Listen, I've done that. It's not awesome. <laughs> Jesus. Why would you ever do that? I know. Just get some get some conditioning in, man. <laughs> no one ever needs that much conditioning. I'm going to check you 94 feet in this one. Let's go. <laughs> well, let's be honest. It's not like I was, like, locking up on 94 feet. <laughs> it was really more of a, uh, All right, you can have that well, 90. I'm going to, I'm just going to stay in this how about, four how here. About, how about the most underrated play of the night was when Christian Bishop picked up his third foul, like, six seconds into the second half? 12. It was 12 seconds. It was oh, 1948. Sorry. <laughs> um, and then, and then, and checked in with his warm-up still on. Yeah, and Christian's like, hey, take your shirt off, man. Yeah, hey, you, gotta, you can't play with that on. Oh, I only know because I was excited. I was like, yeah, more small ball, baby. <laughs> then he saw Kelvin there. And, oh, I was like, ah, oh, come on. Ah, oh, dang it. Not, not get his fourth foul. Um, let's see. Schmitty wants to know, favorite underrated place to pregame, and does Kevin Willard skip leg day? Uh, Kevin Lo- uh, Kevin Willard, I think, is a, uh, a strictly cardio guy. Yeah, he's a he's and, a runner. And probably a curly like he does the curly. I don't think so. He's pretty skinny. Think so? Yeah, I don't think he's got a lot of gains. I okay. think he is. Uh, I think he's strictly like cardio. Maybe a Peloton guy. Um, really? Yeah, he's 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 a runner. If I have to say anything, and that's uh, that's about <coughs> the meanest thing I can say about anyone. Wow. <laughs> um. Favorite underrated, underrated, underrated place to pregame? Uh, you know, 16 of the 20 in the zone <laughs> studios, because that's where I do. That's where you pregame, that's huh? Where I, that's where I literally do the pregame. <laughs> and he's fired. Uh, well, we've got to talk to you, Robbie. Listen, <laughs> can't be having you boozing up in the studio anymore. Uh, let's see. Darren Boudreau, glad you're using your real name finally after all these years. Uh, attendant, attendance prediction for Saturday. You think they full. can maximum full. full maximum capacity? Can you? Can they like? They did announce that standing room only were available, so that's pr- a good sign that can, we're already. Can we turn a? Can we just like pay off the the fire general, the fire, fire marshal? Fire marshal. Marshal. There you go, <laughs> fire general, Mister Fire Captain Sir. Fire Captain, can we um, talk to you real quick? Can here you just go on a little uh, vacation? I wouldn't recommend a cruise right now, uh-huh. but uh, and see if we can just pack to like twenty thousand in here. That's only like two. What is max like, capacity? Of this I don't know. That's twenty thousand would only be like fifteen hundred. Let's ask Rob Anderson. Uh, Rob, what's maximum capacity with standing room only in here? Eighteen plus. <laughs> Boring. Eighteen plus Boring. two is twenty. Give me twenty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think we're gonna set the all-time record, whatever that is, plus one and ever after that. So, take that number, add some, add digits to it. The limit does not exist. That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> Everyone not in agreement, yes? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. A record crowd? I think so. I'm trying to remember what the actual number was, what the record. I feel like, it's, it a, I feel like, I feel like it's a shade over 19, right? I think so. I'm just saying, that's only like 900 more people cram in here. Give me a nice 20 spot. <laughs> Listen, you got to go find them. Well, see, what we need well, to do is them. double sell the seats for the people that get up and spend all their time up, up on the concourse. That's what so I'm saying. So then you've got those people up yeah. there, that's and you've got people what in their seats. That's basically only is, and is then you can, yeah. seats, right? I mean, Saturday afternoon, is that ideal to pack in the place? Like, everyone should be free, right? Like, there's I, nothing conflicting. Yes, yeah. I would think so. Does Nebraska have a home game that they have to lose that day or anything? 
They're on the road left after this. They are on the road. Okay, so Last. I don't have to worry about going to watch that shit. Show. <laughs> um, I have, I do have to find a couple people to take my normal seats. Okay. So that to make sure that like my I'm not contributing to a lack of attendance. Oh right, that's true. Yeah. yeah that's, imagine if they fall like two seats short of twenty and you didn't even. Yeah, you it's didn't like nineteen nine ninety eight. And it's straight up on you. And it's like yeah, you Ravi's are, seats were not filled. What a failure. <laughs> Um, so if you need a couple of tickets, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter <laughs> at Ari Lula. Yeah, Ryan, uh, Ryan Andrews wants to know why was the game blacked out. We don't know. Anybody got any outlandish Again, we, reasons why that would happen? We don't work for Fox Sports. Yeah. It, it seems like the whole Fox Sports regional network situation is just a complete mess anyway. So yeah, it's uh, what I, I just want. I want to know what I want to know. I want to know what, <laughs> <I wanna> know what <laughs> subbed, what replaced this game tonight. Uh, I think it was a I baseball think, game. I think it was, yeah, it was oh, really? Cardinals pre, uh, spring training, I think. God, that's yeah, horrendous. Yeah, my mom texted me asking, like, is the game not on TV? I said, well, it should be on 47. So it's a, the guide says a baseball game. Right? And now Mike Vimosi tweeted out that it was the guide was saying baseball, but it was still showing, if you clicked on it, it was still showing the crazy. Are you telling me a bunch of idiots said that they just looked at the guide and said, oh, well, the game's not on this channel, so I'm not even going to click it. Where is Ryan Andrews located? Really? (laughs) That's pretty funny. Well, that's what I I told my mom, because I know they're not always, like, the last time I think it was on FS Midwest, it wasn't on the guide. is, that screws up your recording. It does. Because it's not going to record if it says... That's a good point. So you'd have to record the replay then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, Rob did a great job. There's, if you go to the uh, Georgetown preview for this game... He already had listed out a bunch of the yeah. um, replays that are coming up. So if you missed the game or need to re-record it, go to the uh, GoCrayton.com preview for this. That would be pretty funny if people just like looked at the guide and said, well, I guess it's not on TV. And I, even, like, I mean, I think that's a thing that happens. That people just don't even click the freaking channel to see, what's, see if it's real? Yeah. They just trust the guide, huh? I mean, yeah. Okay. People well, Ryan, tr- People trust the internet. They've done dumber things. Ryan, I hope you were able to find it. If not... Um, if we see the replay schedule, we'll definitely tweet that at you and let you know where to find it. Um, or you can just go back and watch Butler and DePaul because it's the same thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it looked exactly like that. Very similar. It was close for a second, and then it wasn't, and then it never was again. I, I never don't think they, ne- they ever got Georgetown doubled up. They, they didn't. They didn't. That 70 to yeah. 35 spot against Butler. Georgetown like, really did a good job heart. of hanging around the 30s spot mark. And yeah. Then let, and then making their run when the walk ons came in. I think it was 26. 26 was the yeah. highest yeah. that it got to. We thought I thought it was going to get down to 15, and it did. So <laughs> that was my spread at the end. They're of the lucky game. that Georgetown had some mercy and didn't uh, take yeah, a we, shot because that was for the cover. Yeah, Tyler looked over at me. and goes, "Oh, dude, they got time to get one off here." And I was like, "I know." Because 13, is... a two would have been a push. Yep. They had a three. They cover. Yeah. So would have been a real was... bad beat. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, typical. We, and, and then again, and we would have been on SVP. Yeah, there so. you go. Yeah, Vegas should know better when they like, oh shit, Creighton's up thirty with a minute to go. It's not good. Yeah, I bet the live line was like minus nine. <laughs> <laughs> minus what? The, they're up like just watch. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Um, uh, Dave Miller wants to know: Was that Nebraska ball at the end of the Villanova Seton Hall game? Atrocious free throw shooting for Villanova that last minute. Yeah, I guess for competent Nebraska ball esque. I didn't personally see eight for thirty at the free throw line. I did. We, I we do have someone here one. who we do have someone here who did. So I mean, since the subject has been brought up, Jacob, what was it like to watch a Division One power conference basketball team miss twenty two out of thirty free throws? Painful. 
especially but did you feel it in your bones were you like oh god yes no, every were you time, looking away when they asked yeah. the I don't want to <laughs> yeah, see it no, just like, anytime, this is anytime the whistle blew it's just the face palm like not here we go again there should be a like an advisory on the tickets like, like excuse me can I take a step back three General instead warning. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think when I first noticed that they were having a spectacularly awful day was when, correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin Matt got fouled on a three and stepped to the line and missed all three free throws. And not only did he miss hard all three, he Very missed hard. all three three different ways. Like each one he missed like long, uh, all the way around the rim and popped out, and yeah. the last one was like off to the right or whatever. So Lord it wasn't even like he tried three different ways to shoot and missed it three different ways. Lord have mercy. But, I, but worse is I heard they practiced him this week, so maybe they should. Oh, good. <laughs> well, so we probably had, had not shot them at all this season, and then they're like, "Oh, we should we should clean this up now that we have seven wins on the year." I'll spare the name because honestly, it could be any of several. But we actually had to wait today for uh, the player that was speaking after practice to make four consecutive free throws to finish up his that, they, 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 four. They didn't make four straight. That, uh, he he got to three. We got all all got excited, and then the the last one was about a foot to the left. Spoiler alert: Creighton has to make like thirteen in a row on a typical day. Even the bigs like Christian and Kelvin. Yeah, four in a row for Nebraska. Four in a row to end take the- years. <laughs> That's so bad. Make four in a row before you go. Really? That's like, I'm not even kidding. That's like junior high stuff. I forget. Yeah, well, he, forget he, he, he had been shooting for a while even before he walked in. It was, I think, that particular. They got to a uh, point where so, it shot for a while. So basically go to YouTube and watch the media availability and see who that player is. Because <laughs> Jacob just outed them by not naming them. Uh, why would you do that? I'm just saying. I, I know the tricks of the trade, so I know what I'm you curious. just did. I actually don't think I know what you just did. video today. Oh, really? Because they're I like, was, we're not doing this. I was planning. I was, I was saying, I was planning to write off of the video because I, during Hoybird's uh, interview, I went and interviewed another player for a feature I'm working on. Oh, really? So I missed Hoybird's entire availability. Went to Huskers.com, and uh, the last thing they had posted on their video section was from yesterday. So yeah, that that's unfortunate for me. I just I just admire the way Nebraska is able to find like a new like level under rock bottom when they're like this is rock bottom and they're just like like wait a second hang on a minute we could find what if we kept digging (laughs) 21 turnovers on top of the 22 mess what if tim miles losing 10 in a row isn't the worst we can do (laughs) let's fire him and find out (laughs) um wait but what's below what's below rock rock bottom there's got to be something magma there's got to be something (laughs) i'm not stopping until i find dinosaur bones i want to see t-rex bones damn it let's keep digging um, let's see. You admire the perseverance. Oh, I just found the Seton Hall fight that broke out, so let me see if I can find oh, questions just, oh, with, okay, within the yeah. mayhem here. Might be at the end of the rope. Hashtag vote Tyshawn. Um, oh, we already broke, <laughs> I guess uh, this one's more matchup based, I guess. How does Creighton stop Mamu? Mamu, sorry, not Mamu. Small ball, baby. Yeah, just, just put him get in. Get him in foul trouble. Put him in ball screens until he passes out, right? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> until he passes out or fouls out? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. And run out the floor, try to beat him down. Mm. He's not going to want to run. Because he's going to hurt you offensively because there really isn't a way to He had 20 him, and 10 right? against Villanova, and Villanova's got some he's pretty good He's been cooking everybody lately. Villanova's like. got way better matchup options against Mamu than we do. Well, and so, then, really, you just have to get him I like without. how you bust out the Wii. Thanks a lot. We've been doing real good until then. Idiots. Technically, uh, technically... <laughs> On the Creighton Athletics Hour, I am working for the university. That's fair. That's fair. I am, that's so a, that is a brokered program. Right, is is right. this the Creighton I'm Athletics Hour? I'm impressed then you only did one just to keep it Were up. you introduced as yeah. the host of the Creighton Athletics Hour? I wasn't we have introduced a, we have as a, anything. I was, <laughs> I was just like, Robbie's here. Robbie's <laughs> again. My buddy, this dude. 
<laughs> Jacob is a journalist, and then Robbie just yeah. is, won't leave us alone. Covers Nebraska. He's glad to be here. It's a blessing. He, he's my ride. Yeah. I'm actually he's, the only reason he's here because he comes Matt to, wanted me. He, he comes to watch Creighton play for therapy. I was say I let Jacob. Come. It, lets him, it lets him think that there's brighter days. Ahead. Yeah, I let Jacob come as like therapy <laughs> to like to release the trauma right. of, of Nebraska basketball. So he doesn't spiral down into dangerous alcoholism well, watching replays of Nebraska Well, film, I don't like, want him to hate basketball. Yeah. It's not basketball's fault. Because he's also a Suns fan on top of basketball it. Basketball so like, didn't hurt it you. Yeah. Nebraska hurt you. <laughs> Why do we have to mention the Suns? <laughs> I don't know. Because I have the same pain in me. Um, hey, at least, they, so yeah, at least they have Aiton instead of Luca, right? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I, you didn't deserve that. Yeah, you didn't deserve that. that so uh, our last question from Sam Norland again. Well, at least uh, the Suns didn't draft uh, Colin Sexton. We're not talking about the Suns. Of- <laughs> what do you want to? Keep talking about the Suns for? I thought we were stopping. No, we we're talking about your Colin Sexton take. That's Listen, we all have bad takes. I mean, the Rockets are going to make the playoffs with the smallest lineup in history. So they are. I mean. Listen, if I had known they were going to go small ball at the beginning of the year, oh, I never would have right. said that. I never would have said minute, that. The minute they traded all their bigs away, you go, wait a minute. I was like, hold on. That's beautiful. I thought I could count on Capella to be stupid. They were going to do that? I didn't even know. Nobody told me. If someone did it in the preseason, I would have been a Westbrook MVP. Let's go. Whoa. Let's not <laughs> chill. That's not what was happening at all. Um, Sam Norland wants to know, they've got to bust out the Grays for such a momentous occasion, right? Um, first of all, I'm always uh, pro-gray. Pro-baby blue. So Baby blue? Yeah. I do like the baby blue. I like how you use the word like there. I almost want to punch you. How do you not love the baby blue? I mean, listen, I I don't have a super strong connection to any of their uniform Yeah, cases. I'm not a strong uniform guy. Unless it looks awful. Um, then you want, to, want them to wear it so you can make fun of it? Or no, what? it's like, why does this uniform exist? There are so many ways to... Like the Nebraska UNO logo? That is that is very strange, I, isn't it? It's yeah. super weird. Yeah, I, they, I they, they often they often play well when they wear it too. So it's, <laughs> that is, it's super cool that they keep going back to that. They're thing. playing like the second best team in the state instead of the third best team in the state. <laughs> well, they beat Iowa wearing it, right? They did beat Iowa wearing it. No, that's, but Iowa was wearing equally hideous. The last one uh, equally hideous get up too. So that's maybe more on Iowa than it was. Yeah, I don't. I don't have. I mean, I like. I'm a. I'm kind of a uniform dork, but I most of their uniforms look fairly the same. Just the colors change. So I don't have like a super strong connection to. I feel like you didn't answer that accurately. Uh, uniform color changes. Uniform changes. No, but like the logo. <laughs> like Nebraska has different logos they will put on the uniform. Do they though? Yeah, that's what they kind of have. About. They kind of have like Nebraska Huskers and then something. No, they have like the Nebraska. Yeah, those are three different. They have, it's like a bank logo. It's have, not really a Nebraska logo. It's like a brand. It's like, t- it's like the get. UNO logo from like the mid nineties. They've commercialized their uniforms. Um, and then they also they've got like the weird Husker script yeah. logo. They've got I like, like those uniforms when they go I like to the red Husker. Hus- that's the one. one. They should wear that one all the time. Um, that one's their only cool. good uniform. In, uh, but that's what I'm saying. Creighton's like the the font and everything is the same on all of them. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any like strong feelings towards the colors. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Seton Hall is going to go with like traditional blue. So it's like. It's hard to go alternate color with that. It's hard to go baby blue for sure there. Yeah, and definitely So gray not. makes sense, though. You, you could go gray. Gray or white? You could go gray against blue, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they might bust out the grays. Did the they last the gray... time they busted out the grays was for Marquette, I think. Did they do gray on Doug Senior night? That's what I was just yes. wondering. Yeah. That's what I was I mean, they went gray like every freaking day that year. Yeah, that's because it was like the first they were year they excited different about it. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> They're like, Nike gave us uniforms this year? We don't have to pay anybody for this. No, I think the only, I think the last time they went gray was Marquette at home. So I think that yeah, they're probably due for that again. I what guess, have they maybe? been wearing the last four games? Because <laughs> yeah, just do that. Maybe just wear the last four home game colors. Just again. keep that uniform going. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll get. A it's similar. amazing how the white generic gets like shunned when it 
unleashes what it unleashes. Yeah. It's like, eh, it's not the uniform that it's this like time. maybe because they've been beating everybody by 100 when they do that. So maybe we keep the whites for <laughs> a little while. All right. It's the only time you hear me say that. Robbie here for pro-white. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie here for the whites. Robbie here for white supremacy. Um, no. Hey, 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 hey. You said Whoa. it. You said it. No, I no did not. you said it, Matt. <laughs> I just phrased it differently, okay? Yeah, very differently. <laughs> so differently that it had a different like, meaning. Hang on a minute. Please don't do this to me. Um, let's see where we at. Oh, man, we're just cooking on an hour. Look how efficient we freaking are. This is unbelievable. Almost like the small ball lineup. Almost like the small ball not lineup. Not quite, though. Not as efficient? No. I mean, um, our, our group chat name is the death lineup. So we, are the, we are the death lineup. Yeah. That's true. We're missing you, Alex. Yeah. Um... I don't know anything else you guys want to touch on. I think we've kind of tackled it all, right? Yeah. Let's I mean, just say, like, as people that have followed Creighton for um, 20-plus years, Jacob, where are you at? For what? How long have you been following Creighton? Uh, yeah, how old was I? Um, don't take forever on this one. Just give me a number. Like 13, 14. So what are you now? You uh, should be better at math than this, really, honestly. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to, yeah, about, about 15-ish years. I'm, I'm okay. 27 now, so. Damn, you're getting up there, man. He's he is. He catches this us. guy. Uh, Robbie, how long? Yeah, 20 plus. I was like Ryan Sears era. Oh, nice. High five. Yeah. Um, it's like Johnny Mathis. Yeah, and St. Floor was my first point guard, so I was like right before that. Like, yeah. Just yeah, a yeah. couple years before that. Um, so, yeah, just in terms of like, you know, what you think this is going to be like in terms of an atmosphere that Creighton's played in front of probably... All-timer. All-timer. I mean, it's going to... Yeah. Listen, I don't... Because everybody kind of everybody's been chasing this moment for weeks now. They kind of like know Creighton's yes. in position to get there, and it's not like and it's the, not catching them off guard. They knew no, what. I mean they announced the score after the Creighton game that Villanova was up. Everybody cheered. Everybody that was left cheered. Like people know, yeah, what was going on. They knew it was on the line tonight. Um, I've done my fair part on the and Creighton, pre-game Creighton shows. Marketing is probably going to go through the like to the max sure, in terms uh, of getting uh, everybody to fill this place as much as possible. Well, and the whiteout and everything like that. That's right. There is a it white, is a whiteout. So they forget. can't. So they're not wearing grays then. There's no way you're wearing grace for a whiteout, is there? Yeah, no, yeah. That, that wouldn't work. Also, they've won like four straight games by 100 points in the whites. Yeah. Like, keep wearing the Once like, again, good Rob, mojo. Robbie here for whites. Um, Uniforms. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to say that anything until I... Basketball jersey white. Until, <laughs> the color of the fabric that they wear while playing like, hoopskip You ball. like white teeth, white basketball uniforms. White women? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, just look at my history. Okay, um, just, just follow the path. Uh, it's all no, laid out for you. The in terms of atmosphere, I think it's hard to say anything will. It's hard to predict that anything will. Per, yeah, because you're like when, when you predict it's going to be an all like the all time greatest. Isn't that like almost setting yourself up for disappointment? Yeah. Right? So I mean, you know I, think, mean? It, I think I think because how does it meet your expectations? Well, also right? I think a lot of it will play out. Like even if it starts with getting it packed, right? Yeah. yeah. And then the game has to live up to some sort of level of excitement in order to get the atmosphere to an all-time level because with Doug senior night obviously it was packed but then he goes off for 45 to get to 3,000 points like that took it to a whole nother yeah, level and people if he every scores, bucket they were along yes it was just like cranking up the tension yeah. cranking up the tension then it just explodes right yeah so and there was just a celebration after that yeah. so it, you know if Doug goes out that night and scores 22 and doesn't get to 3,000 then it's like hey that was a really good atmosphere but it's not an all-time mm-hmm. and so I think a lot of it depends on how the game goes. Yeah, game has to do, but it's, it's got the potential sure. to be like top two, top three all time. Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of anticipation level, there are three that come to mind right off the top of my head that, it, that it's East probably going to match. Well, the, yeah, first Big East game, uh, 
Wichita for the title in the their, year before. The year before. Yeah, Doug's junior year. Yeah. Um, and the Villanova 2016-2017 when it was one versus ten, both teams were undefeated. Because that crowd before was yes. filled up like yeah. 20 minutes before tip. And that's one of those the things. towels were waving. If, if like, that game had gone differently, that probably elevates to an all-time crowd. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if Creighton like comes out and wins that game by, you know, three or whatever. Sure. Then that goes from an all-timer in terms of anticipation to an all-timer in terms of actual result of the atmosphere and crowd. So, so, on, so regardless was, of what the crowd looks like, we we all agree that anticipation, from an anticipation standpoint, it's going to be on the level of those three, right? Yes. Okay. I, I don't know that it can get yeah. higher than yeah. those three, but it's on that same playing field. Jacob? Yeah, I agree. The The Nova game, I, that was, I actually was not able to make it for that one. The other two, I was here for. And those, the atmosphere of those games was ridiculous to build up all that. Um, but that Nova game, that Unfortunately, it's one that I was not able to be part of. I didn't mean um, to bring up pain from memories, yeah. man. I'm sorry. Yeah, but uh, no. I brought up basketball. Brought up missing Villanova Creighton. Jesus, poor kid. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was here for that. Yeah, I didn't. I was here for all three of those as well. Yeah. I'll so yeah, I'm, I'm, that's yeah. My some, yeah, based on expectation, I think we're all expecting it to be. Oh, for sure. On par with those those three, and possibly, given that. Given what could given happen. that it's just a higher level of basketball, maybe not than Creighton Villanova was, but it's a higher level of basketball in terms of both of these teams' potential than Creighton Wichita State was for sure. And it's hard, even though Wichita State made a Final Four, no one yeah. was expecting them to. Yeah. So like, uh, and then what's at stake with possibly Creighton getting to, you know, um, win their first Big East regular season title since they moved to the league in men's basketball? Um, when you think about ramifications, and then. You know what it does for Big East tournament seeding, NCAA tournament seeding, all those things that are going into it along with it. Um, I don't think I think it would almost be dishonest to expect just some kind of ho hum senior day crowd. I think it's going to be pretty special in here. From oh, I do you know for from sure. before tip even like I think the yes. crowd's going to fill up pretty early on. I would hope so. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be disappointing if it didn't, and I certainly expect it to. Um, Disappoint you? Really? No, I expect it to fill up early and be a, a great crowd. Um, but the ultimate result's going to depend on how the game goes. Oh, yeah. Like, in terms of how the crowd reacts yeah. to it. Yeah. Just and the, too, the overall aspect. And, and the game itself has to, like, to sustain that, to really set set it off, is it's got to be a game throughout. It's got to be close. Like, if, uh, if, I don't know if well, I agree. Well, I'm, I think I felt like if, the DePaul game felt like a party in here, and if it happens to Seton Hall, so did I think the Butler game, kind of. That yeah. Butler game got pretty lit up. And honestly, if it happens to Seton Hall and you're like, we're winning the Big East title in front of my eyes, and we're just waxing them. I That's feel like true. people are going to drink heavily yeah. and enjoy it. Yeah, the, the place might clear out with like you know the eight minute mark to get their last shots in. <laughs> yes, and then it'll refill up again. Yeah, the you last... might get a court storm if Creighton wins that game. I don't. We... Man, have we had one? Yeah, not Long Beach Long State. Be, not since Long Beach State. Yeah. Yeah. I think you might get one. That's like that's how popped off this place will be. I was sitting about three rows behind the basket where Antoine Young hit the buzzer beater for. Did the you Long run? Beach State. You run on the court? I did not. You were like they just Long Beach State. And you're like, I was like, hey, that was pretty cool. <laughs> and you're like, well, all right, time to go. <laughs> I was sitting like right over there. You can't see this on a podcast, but yeah, yeah, uh, that was good. That was, so that was all that audio, was yeah. audio medium. Uh, yeah. Terrible <laughs> podcast here. That was sitting right over there. Yeah, right over there. Right, in, uh, all the students came running right by me, and I'm sitting there as a student journalist, kind of watching. It's like, oh, it's cool. Yeah. No, no, you had no inclination to jump up and join it, though. You're like, yeah, uh, I don't feel like no comment because I'm a professional journalist. Were you at the time though? Talk about no. the past. No, I, yeah, I, I nearly jumped over the table, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, my buddy Matt Borgalk had a 
free boozy sign on TV. That was cool. They ran out there with that. Um, nice. So, yeah, it was, it was a fun day. And then they had to herd them all back off the court because there was a point seven. Yeah, there were two. Was. There were two court swimmings that day, right? Yeah. Yeah, the second one was less enthusiastic. Yeah, very much so. Well, it, was it, was very more, it was more forced. And like, we had to just continue that. Like, yeah. Because we did it very like, this is awkward if we don't do it now. That it is. Actually over. super awkward if we don't yeah. do it, if we don't finish it, right? Um, so, yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's enough of us just rambling on right now at this is point. It? But <laughs> not really. But we could, you know, I mean, we're at an hour or seven, so we probably need to go to bed. Yeah. Um, as usual, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for your questions. Um, uh, we got to plug our stuff, though. Uh, Robbie, what you got coming up on the radio? Uh, radio. So I've got – I'll be doing the pregame for all of the Creighton games. So Saturday I'm tipping off at 1130 okay. uh, for shoot-around. So I'll be going from 1130 to 1 before Seton Hall. Yeah, start drinking early and then call in on the show. That's right. I will take calls. I normally don't, but if you call in, I'll take calls because why not? It's 90 minutes. Let's do it. <laughs> um, and then I've also got the 12th. Which is Thursday, so a week from tomorrow. Okay, and so that's, uh, that's Big East tournament. Yeah, so the op- probably Creighton's opening game of the Big East tournament on Thursday, right? So um, I'm hosting Severe and Benning with Damon that day. So nice. And then you can also check out Heavy Lifting with Ravi Lula podcast. Yeah, where do they? Where can they find that? Uh, Apple uh, Podcasts, any basically any podcast platform. Just search Heavy Lifting and it'll pop up. Um, also, if you really want to find a website, it's RaviLulaRadio.com. Hey, Ravi, how did you come up with that name for that podcast? Uh, Jacob Padilla ah, gave me that name. That's right. I forgot about yes. that. That was good. That if hit, I ever, that, that thing hits big. You owe him. If I uh, ever make a profit. The, royal, the, will, the, royalties, uh, the royalties from that forever. Yeah, yeah I will, uh, I'll cut you a check. Nice. <laughs> uh, Jacob, what we can look forward to on Hill Varsity besides free throw mechanics? Yeah, yeah well, I'm... <laughs> I'm Finishing up How the, to uh, <laughs> not miss 22 out of 30. Yeah, finishing up the uh, the basketball season here for the Huskers yeah, uh, you are. over the next week or so. But then In good timing, though, because then you can just lock in on what, you know. And on then next March. week, one, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, be covering the, the boys' state tournament down in Lincoln uh, next week. It's Thursday through Saturday. Which is then, basically Omaha invading Lincoln, right? Not a single non-Omaha-based yes. team. Represent. Is, in Class A, yes, for sure. Um, but by the way, there seems to be like a little bit of like a, a, a shockwave from that. How surprised are you that it's... Not that it's the, all not the least bit. really okay. Yeah, it's what I expected. Well, has, I, it, has it been building for you in the last couple of years? Do you feel like Omaha's kind of like stepping their game up a little bit and you know acquiring the top I, talent? Yeah, I I think the problem like Lincoln, there's just not enough. I think it's pretty spread out. Like there, I think if, uh, there are a lot of teams that have decent, really good cores, but maybe not a full one through five, one through seven, one through eight, good enough to match up with some of the best in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Um, like Lincoln Pius in 10th this year, they fell at uh, Omaha South in district final as two, the top two seed. But they had uh, the Hoiberg twins, they had Colby Rada, and then after that it kind of tailed off. You just kind of look at their production. So it's you're, they're just not quite enough talent to spread around to really stack teams there this year. In the last couple of years there have been uh, a few good teams. Um, but – I think that's just kind of how it worked out. So, mm-hmm. so you're going to be covering that pretty exclusively then? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be there all, all week long uh, um, covering the class. Well, all the tournaments at PBM might bounce around between the Devaney, kind of depending on what some of the matchups are. But I'll have coverage of that leading up to and then during uh, at the tournament at HailVarsity.com next varsity. week. Okay, cool. And on Twitter at Jacob Adel underscore. And then I'm also going to be covering the NCAA tournament games here in Omaha nice. after that. Nice. So. Um, do you have a prediction for a state tournament? How do you think it's going to go? Uh, I, 
I think Millard North will probably win. They should win. They're, they're the favorite. You think they're the best team in the state? I, I do. They're um, the most talented just, team in the state. Th- yes. They're the, they've got just the, the length and the talent. It's just something that a lot of their teams can't match up with, especially Jason Green at that power forward spot. A lot of other teams, like uh, Bellevue West, they, they don't necessarily have a true four that can match up size-wise. Lewis Fiddler is a really good player. Frankie Fiddler is a good player. They're more true wings. Um and then Central, kind of the same thing, where they don't have they, – they, they play a lot of four-guard stuff. So if Millard North can – Central, Central beat them. Huh? You don't see it maybe being a one-off or happening again? Well, uh, I, I definitely – I was just going to say, like, but there's enough cracks there that a Central or a Bellevue West – I think those are probably the top three. And then South, you've got the experience here um, that nobody else does. But there's mm. enough cracks in Millard North. They really struggle to shoot the three. They struggle against zones this year. So I – I wouldn't be surprised if they did fall. They're, they're the favorite. They should be, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion by any means. So it should be a re- – so The, semi, really the semis and final, I think, are going to be outstanding really? in Class A. It's not a – I mean, it's – Middle North's not unbeatable by any means. Like, even though they're clearly the most talented, mm-hmm. there's, as Jacob said, enough issues that, like, a Central can beat them, as we saw. Bellevue West could beat them. I mean – it should be it should be a lot of fun because Central and Miller North might meet up again in the semis if they both win. Is that right? Uh, I think it's Central and Bell West because um, yeah because because uh, I thought it was the two three. No, yeah, you're right. No, yeah. So it would be Central Miller North again. Correct. At, in the semis, which would be yes. incredible. Yeah. So we're like staring down on Chucky versus Hunter Salas final possibly. Very. Are they the two? Are, are they still the two best kids? Uh, two probably two best prospects in the state? Are they holding steady at that or? Has anybody else entered their name into that discussion? Uh, I don't think anybody's caught up to those guys yet. Um, I mean, definitely nobody's caught up to Hunter. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of nobody in the history of high school basketball in Nebraska has caught up to Hunter. <laughs> it's very true. Trying to leave open a take here, but you're like, no, I'm a sorry, stupid I'm sorry. question. I'm sorry. I just are you kidding me? <laughs> you lop softballs every now and then. Um, this mofo's going to Kansas. I'm just saying. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, uh, uh, yeah so that Jacob at com is where you can follow all the coverage of that. Um, certainly check that out because this, the basketball in the state isn't just um, be, being played at a high level at the CHI Health Center. Um, and and Robbie's podcast um, and his radio spots that he'll be doing this week um, and next. And then com for this podcast, um, post-game coverage of this game. Um, Creighton's went over Georgetown. Uh, previewing the big one on Saturday, Seton Hall Creighton for the Big East title. Uh, we've also got uh, a highlight reel in the works for your newly crowned um, Big East Player of the Year on the women's side, Jalen Agnew, who got a crazy, awesome standing ovation in front of um, whatever was in attendance. How many people were in attendance? Seventeen six. Yeah, seventeen six, all on their feet, um, giving her a, a well-deserved standing ovation for an unbelievable season that she's had. Um, we will have a uh, highlight reel. We got highlight reel working on um, in the works for her, so we'll have that pretty soon. Um, the great Tom Nemitz is doing his thing with that one. Um, so yeah, until then, we will talk to you guys all on Saturday. Rumor has it, um, Johnny Atal will be back in the mix uh, for the post game podcast. So look out for that. Um, if he bails, though, we might be looking at another tripod. Yeah, and so, yeah, it might be if they can, uh, if Robbie can stay conscious from the alcohol consumption, and Jacob can. I don't drink during games. Drag him over to me. I don't drink during games. I'll just build the narrative, man. I don't know what's going on. I'm just there. like I've this. never seen you trash before, so it's like okay. This is just me yeah. as a person. I think you handle I handle your liquor pretty well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, 
Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your questions. Thanks for listening. Um, we will talk to you again on Saturday. See you.